0: Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin.
1: Did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed? The counselors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. His name was Jason. Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. You had him drowned. You never paid any
0: attention. Look what you did to him.
1: Look what you did to him. Kill her, mommy.
0: Kill her. Good evening, and welcome to our special Halloween edition of Three Guys in a Flick. This is where we review the good, the bad, and the horribly absurd. Tonight, we continue our ongoing series of classic horror movies and their remakes. So sit back and relax as we take a trip to Camp Crystal Lake. Tonight's episode, 1982's Friday the 13th and the 2009 remake. Beware, spoilers. Coming to you from the boiler room, one, two, I'm coming for you. My name is Don. And to my right, the guy guaranteed to haunt your dreams, this is John. Glad to be here. And to my left, the guy most likely to have a basement full of dead bodies, the
2: professor, Ken. <laughs> I thought if we agreed that we weren't going to talk about that. So how you guys doing? Doing all right. Glad it's the weekend.
1: I think we should change up how we open the show. I don't think we should say that we we're reviewing the good, the bad, and the absurd. It should be the good, the bad, and the gruesome.
2: Ah. I like the gruesome. I
0: like that, yeah. At least for October, right? It's Halloween. The good, the bad, and the gruesome. This is my second, Halloween is my second favorite holiday.
1: I was born the day after Halloween, so. That says a lot I used about to always you, celebrate that. my birthday on Halloween.
0: So, no, wait, you were born in November. Yes, November 1st. Okay, so Halloween is in October so i said the day after halloween so it doesn't really matter you're not a halloween baby
1: you're just a hater <laughs> that's all you are so just speaking a hater. of birthdays
2: as much as you think your birthday is a holiday don it is not a holiday i beg to differ
0: cuz my birthday every once in a while lands on thanksgiving what now bitches all right, so let's talk about the first Friday the 13th, the original made in 1980. It was released on February 13th, 1980. It was directed by Sean S. Cunningham. It was written by Victor Miller, and it stars... Oh, fuck, who cares who it stars? But it does star... A Kevin, very young... Kevin Bacon.
1: Heck yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, this movie was only made for 550 thousand dollars
1: that's
2: crazy yeah that was pretty pretty crazy to see that
0: although
1: yeah. looking at it it does look like a pretty cheaply made movie yeah
0: but it's so cool mm-hmm. right i mean okay with what they some did of, with yeah was, was, <laughs> we'll get there um it went on to make 60
2: million yeah i was taking a, a quick look at, at some of the lists and and I, I really feel like that this opens the door for uh for horror movies having a uh a newer identity being established with it, that being this uh, this unstoppableness of your antagonist. Yeah. And I also think that Friday the 13th for a, hor- a horror movie really put horror movies on the map in a big way.
0: Yeah, that and two years earlier, Halloween comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so yeah. those two together, that two-year span yeah. is probably a big punch. because
1: even the director and the writer admit Without Halloween, there would have been no Friday the Thirteenth. They blatantly ripped off Halloween to make this movie, uh, and and they admit it. They, I mean, they flat out admit it just to make a buck. But it worked. The chemistry worked. The formula worked, and it led to how many sequels? Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> no, I nobody knew it was going to do what it did no. and turn into what it was. It spawned what eleven other movies, something like that, um, ending with Freddy versus Jason. And it it gave us Jason ultimately, right? And Jason has become one of the biggest icons in horror. You know, you have your your top guys, uh, Leatherface being the first, because he came out in 74, and then Michael Myers, Jason, and Freddy Krueger. Nightmare would come out four years after this.
2: Yeah, and and you'd have to go back a good 30, 40 years before this to get legends like this. You know, Frankenstein, Dracula... And then for years there is nobody that is commanding as these characters have commanded for the last thirty years.
1: Right. I have to disagree with you both. I think the first big, like, possible cult following oh, killer, I know, I know where he's going, is Norman Bates. And we have
0: probably have to give it up to Norman Bates. Absolutely. You. I, he. You know. He what? To I stand what corrected.
1: the killer that people could follow, that people wanted to see more of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, we did with Psycho Two and Psycho Three, yeah. horrible flicks. And yes, but that they were. that just that just goes to uh, goes along with you know yeah. horrible sequels. I feel like, but, I, but I agree, uh, yeah. Norman Bates definitely has to be thrown in there uh, in the conversation. I
1: feel like before that, killers, for the most case, and I, I have to admit, there's a lot of movies out there I haven't seen, but killers before that had no substance to them. You know, when Norman Bates came along, here's a killer you could actually had some substance, had some story had kind of a tragic backstory things like that that you could actually follow
2: yeah
1: Yeah. what is the plot of the 1980 friday the 13th
0: movie thank you for asking in a brief prologue set in 1958 two summer counselors at camp crystal lake sneak away from a campfire sing-along to have sex an unseen assailant sneaks into the room and the two notice the assailant barry is trying to convince the assailant that they weren't doing anything The assailant stabs Barry in the guts, chases down Claudette, and slashes her throat. The film moves forward to the present day, Friday, June 13th. Crystal Lake's history of murder doesn't deter counselors from setting up a summer camp. Superstitious locals warn against it, but the fresh-faced young people pay little heed to the old-timer and the story about a death curse. Then they find themselves stalked by a mysterious, brutal killer. As they're slashed, shot, and stabbed, The counselors struggled to stay alive against the merciless opponent. Along the way, we are informed that Jason, a deformed camp attendee, drowned in 1957 while the counselors weren't paying attention. After a series of brutal killings, Alice, the last counselor, and their murderer are the last one standing. Hiding in a cabin, Alice sees a set of car lights approach. Thinking it's the camp director Steve, she rushes out to the car. Instead, she finds a middle-aged woman who introduces herself as Mrs. Voorhees an old friend of the camp owners and an ex-camp employee. Alice hysterically tries to tell her about the murders. Mrs. Voorhees soon reveals herself to be the mother of the boy who drowned, Jason. A fight between Alice and Pamela Voorhees ensues, with Alice decapitating Mrs. Voorhees. Then Alice takes a canoe to the center of the lake. Morning comes, police arrive and call out Alice, who is still in the canoe. As she contemplates rescue, the decomposing body of Jason jumps out of the water and attacks her. She awakes in a hospital where a police officer tells her that they pulled her out of the lake. The officer informs her that they never found any boy. Alice replies, then he's still out there. End movie. Yeah, so that's Friday the 13th in a nutshell. We... No Friday the 13th as a Jason vehicle. We know every time you say Friday the 13th, you do the sound effect. You got the hockey mask. But from the very beginning. There's no Jason. It was his mom.
1: Yeah. Jason doesn't kill anyone and we don't even get to see him until the end. And then he's only a boy.
0: Hey, how about this for a theory since you love theory so much? What if he's helping her the whole time?
1: It's possible.
0: You can't tell me that Mrs. Voorhees can throw that bitch through the window.
1: Neither can a little boy.
0: Well, he, well, we don't know. It's What year is it? I mean, he could be 10, 11, and he's deformed, and Jason is a fucking brute, right? So you Yeah, never but you know. saw him
1: coming out of the water. He's the skinny little scrawny kid. That eh, could have been a dream. Yeah. I thought it was a dream. <laughs> yeah, because when she wakes up, right? That's what it's supposed to do. Is it's supposed to make you think, is it real? Is it a dream? It was actually inspired. It was added at the last moment, and it was Tom Savini's idea. Uh, who's a genius when it comes to special effects and technician type stuff. Uh, he came up with the idea based off of Carrie. He wanted to add a jump scare at the end.
0: Sure. And it opens the possibilities to sequels because mm-hmm. at the time, nobody knew how this was going to do, right? They had they didn't have 12 sequels in the pocket, Mm-mm. you know? So, yeah. And uh, uh, that formula of adding that editing, ending stinger kind of became a trope throughout the eighties with the horror movies happens mm-hmm. in nightmare on Elm street, you know, any other movie that came out in the eighties horror genre eyes. Let's go around the table real quick. John being the horror aficionado. What'd you like about this?
1: You know, I like that this was a little bit different than other horror movies out that this was more of a who done it. You're trying to guess who the murderer is And because you only ever see through the killer's eyes, you don't actually see the killer until the very end of the movie. I personally think it was pretty damn obvious who it was, or at least in the end, when the car dries up and the woman gets out, you know that that's the killer. So I did like the mystery and I do like a little bit of the character development. There's a little bit more character development in this movie, uh, but I got plenty of things I did not like in this movie.
0: Professor, What'd you like about this movie when it ended? So what you're telling me is that you like nothing about this film.
2: I didn't say that. Well, you, you I, I
0: said, said that, I said, what did you, you like, like about it? it? You when said it when it ended. it ended, which tells me you don't like the well, movie you're
1: saying what he liked best about it. I oh, didn't say what I like best. No, he's that's saying, that's what, what I, I like said. Best. He's
0: saying, that's what I said. I didn't right. ask you what you liked the best. I was saying what
1: he was saying was he was saying what he liked. best. But he didn't say that. No. Okay. He didn't
0: say that. Okay. So what did you like? I, other than when it ended,
2: I I I I, I kind of liked the uh, uh, the kids. They were fun and goofy. They certainly didn't have my attention uh, for being anything other than um, you know uh, fodder for the killing for the, for the sacrificing. And I thought that the uh, the setting looked really good. The camp, I, I really liked the way that the camp looked, and uh, it. It really made me feel isolated out there, and the movie uh, made me feel like I am not going to get any help from anywhere because there's nobody else around.
0: Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Tom Savini
2: in it. I'm a big
0: fan of his work, uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh like you were saying john he's uh would you call him a genius
1: i would say he's a genius when uh, it comes to special absolutely. effects and his ideas that he throws in them
0: absolutely i agree with you 110 percent. so it, uh to see his kills and gags pay off i thought was really cool i also like the spirit of the film which was it's an independent film and when you look at how they you know your the shots and and uh, the composition and just what they were doing with the camera they were using the camera as the pov but wasn't necessarily always the pov of the killer but they wanted to make you think that you know um but really the spirit of the film i really dug because uh of how low budget it was and i'm a fan of low budget filmmaking um some of the kills were okay i mean i wouldn't go so far as to call it super gory there is moments uh, again thanks to tom savini um, but other than that, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't really too, really too impressed.
1: Well, what did you not like about the movie? Wow, we'll go around and talk about that. Yeah, that's
0: a good question. What didn't I like about it?
1: And don't spend the whole podcast saying it.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll try not to. The music, the dialogue, um, and I, and I think Cunningham directed this too, but you know, there were so many movies or there were so many moments where logic didn't apply. And I know I'm supposed to suspend my dis, uh, my disbelief. And I was talking to my buddy today and we were kind of talking about this and he goes, you, it just happens. It's a horror movie. You just have to accept it. And I'm like, no, why don't they do this? So for example, when Kevin Bacon and the girl are getting it on, on the bunk, as they're walking to the bunk, how do they not see the dead body on the top of the bunk, right? It's just things like that. In this instance, it takes me out. And with Pamela Voorhees under the the mattress, she was there the whole time. And did she know that they were going to pick that cabin? And she had to wait for them to stop doing it before, you know, she kills them. But it's a 1980s horror movie, and you kind of go with it.
1: My issues with the movie, first of all, I you know when you're going to do a whodunit movie, you need to introduce the entire cast early on so that you can try to guess who the murderer is. Pamela Voorhees isn't introduced until the very end of the movie and they just throw her in. Oh, here's the killer all of a sudden. So there was no way early on to guess that she was the killer. Well, that was the point. I know, but if you're going to do it, I'm saying they, they made this movie to be a whodunit because they lead off in the beginning to try to make you think that that Steve director guy is a little creepy. He drives a Jeep. The killer drives a Jeep. It's It actually turns out when they were filming the movie, they used the same Jeep for both people. Yeah. So they're trying to lead you to think, well, maybe Steve's the killer at one point. Oh. But really, it's a character they hadn't even introduced. If you're going to do a murder mystery you introduced all the characters, you throw them all into the mix so you can see them early on. So that's just something I didn't care for. Yeah. The other thing was, is I thought it was fairly obvious. Like there's a scene early on where our killers inside one of the cabins and moves a curtain to look out. You can see a woman's hand and a woman's like a ring on the woman's hand. So right away, you know, the killer is a woman that just gave it away. Right. You know, early on. So anybody who had a suspicion of, okay, well, here's the story about the kid and all that blah, blah, blah you already know that maybe there's a connection there. So it kind of gave things away. And so I didn't like that so much. Acting is horrible. Um, so even with Kevin Bacon, it wasn't that you know great. There's not much character development. And to be honest, um, I did like the set. I thought this, I agree with you with the set. The whole idea of the bunk bed, they come in, they don't see the guy on top of the bunk. My first thought was horny teenager isn't looking up. He's looking down.
0: But you have peripheral vision, buddy.
1: Yeah, I'm just. Saying. I don't
0: know. I don't. I don't know how many rooms you've been in, but yeah. uh, To me, I, I figure you'd notice it. Yeah, but,
1: no, but I agree with you. There's things that should have been obvious, should have been seen. You know, one of the kills, the lady just sits there and screams as the killer, you know, hits her with an axe in the head. Mm-hmm. When she didn't try to one way, she didn't try to fight. She just stood there and screamed. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. A lot of it was far fetched. A lot of it was obvious. They were just trying to make a quick movie. What didn't you like about it? It did not stand
2: the test of time. I remember seeing this in the theater and watching it on VHS. And it has fallen very, very far from what I remember about the movie and the likability of the movie or the tension. I I felt almost no tension in the movie because this recipe has been repeated a bazillion times. I'm going to leave everybody else and go off and investigate by myself to this one area over here to die. And that was so predictable. It's like, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there you go, too. Mm hmm. And uh, the fact that the uh, killing is done so conveniently that it it works out as well as it does. You know, we were talking about the cabin not seeing the body on the uh, upper bunk. And she's underneath the bed while the couple is doing it. Okay. And then, okay, she leaves and goes to the bathroom. She reaches up from underneath, grabs his forehead, shoves the... Oh, how does she get the arrow to stand up underneath the bed? You know, I... Uh, whatever. So on and on and on. The acting was ugh, miserable. <laughs> it felt like a high school production. It, it, it just felt so, so amateurish.
0: Sure. Uh, it, they were actually all theater students from New York.
2: And I, um, I, I was really just in general disappointed with how far the movie had fallen in my uh, recollection of enjoyment in the movie. I think that's probably the biggest problem that I had with the movie was I had a, not a, uh, not a fond association, but I had a likeness for the movie. And then to watch it again, it's just like, this is dreadful. Yeah. So it doesn't hold up. What no, you're saying. Yeah. it did not.
0: And that's kind of the problem with these movies today is Uh, specifically this one I don't think it holds up but you got to remember it came out in a time where it was new and like you were saying John the murder mystery bit people who want to see this for the first time they have no idea who Jason is and what he's about to become what they do know is that you got this crazy mom bitch probably ripped off from psycho uh, running around this camp killing these kids right and so at the time maybe it could have been cool I unfortunately didn't see this in the theater but I do remember seen it at a young age and on vhs and back then was it as scary as the first time i saw *A nightmare on elm street no but i think if you are a fan of the genre and believe me this movie has billions of people who love it right? Because of just the nostalgia and what it goes on to become. And, and, you know, this is all just opinion from us. We're not, you know, saying anything about, about those people, but I think that at least you and I, professor, we believe that this film doesn't hold up and doesn't stand the test of time. Would you agree?
1: Well, I do agree in one way. And one of the things that we do a lot on this show is we talk about rewatchability. When you watch a movie for the first time, and you find out that the mom's the killer and all that maybe you felt you know a lot different about the movie the first time when you go back and watch it again and you already know who the killer is the movie doesn't hold up as well as it did the very first time you watched it so focusing on rewatchability you know it's a tough movie focusing on the very first time you saw it i think i would have liked it a lot better you know based off of that if i can remember back
0: do you remember when you first saw it
1: No, I don't. I know I didn't see it in the theaters. I'm guessing I must have rented it from Blockbuster.
0: Yeah. It is what it is, right? It's Friday the 13th. So let me ask you, fellas, this. Uh, I'm going to go with you because you're the fresher. Did you have a favorite kill? Was there one that you went, oh, okay.
2: The the favorite kill that I have isn't necessarily that it's a favorite kill. It's that it's a memorable kill. Fair enough. And for many years after Friday the 13th, I would ask people a trivia question of, "Hey, do you remember that moment in Friday the 13th when the hand reaches out from underneath the bed, grabs the forehead and the and the arrow goes through the guy's neck?" Yeah? Do you know who that was? Huh? That was Kevin Bacon. No way! Oh, yeah. People for many, many years had completely overlooked that point. And so there was many times that I would point that out to people and their mind was blown because they had completely forgotten about Kevin Bacon being in it. So with that, it is the most memorable kill for me and not necessarily my favorite kill, but the only one that I really remembered. Yeah, but you just watched it.
0: Yes. When you watched it, was there one that stood out to you other than the uh, arrow? Um,
2: No, because each one of the kills, for the most part, it's like... Okay, so you're going to prop him up on the door by stabbing arrows through him so he's suspended from the door. Okay. And then, oh, the girl uh, taken <laughs> off in the woods, you know, she, she tumbled out of the, the Jeep and she's running perilously and she's going to die. And
1: yeah, she's just standing there. <laughs> okay. I think mm-hmm. she holds the record for the most trips and stumbles. In any horror movie.
0: Oh, I I believe it. I believe it. All right, so we're going with the arrow for you is the most memorable.
2: Not, yeah.
1: Just
0: because. Hey, just because. Yes.
1: Now, because I like to give a little bit of trivia now and then, <laughs> I do want to throw out that for that scene, the arrow scene that you're talking about, Kevin Bacon did shave his armpits. I will the, keep I will I will I, sh- I, you know and it showed. Not, I will keep not. I will keep referring to this
0: though I've said it in uh, older podcasts and uh, do you ever see Billy Madison?
1: Yes, I have. <laughs> I know where we're going. I expected it. I
0: now feel dumber for knowing that information. <laughs> Thank but
1: you. But like the professor, I have to agree the most memorable kill scene. It actually was between two scenes, but the most memorable in this movie for me was the arrow scene, not only because it was just gruesome and I thought the way that it looked fairly realistic coming up through the neck, was my thought was, how do you get an arrow? First of all, how do you, like a woman, hold down the head and get an arrow to stand up and go through the bed all the way up through the neck? That was odd. I didn't even think about you know her being there the whole time or, or picking the right bed or then not seeing in the bunk and all that stuff. Then they, just the whole idea of how did she do all of that? movie magic my Um, friend someone's hand comes up and grabs my head i am out of that bed in 30 seconds i mean 30 seconds less than that i'm sorry two seconds okay that's better i i am out besides pissing myself i would have been out of that bed but you know the arrow coming up through the neck breaking the spine or whatever that was the most memorable the next would be the woman getting shot with the arrows in on the archery range
0: she never got shot in the air what you get hit with nothing we she We didn't see yeah. her. Oh, die. we didn't see yeah, her. Yeah, that die. and that was we, and we heard her. Right. So the lights go on, yeah. she runs, and then the next time we see her, she's getting thrown That's through true. the fucking window. Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. didn't you just watch it too yeah i did but i forgot that we don't get to see it but i'm just saying the whole lights coming on all of that and her being on the archery range that was kind of memorable for me
0: yeah no they save that for part three
1: do you know early on in the movie when she's standing out in that archery range and the arrow almost hits her
0: tom savini is the one that fired the arrow yes exactly no i didn't know that
1: but thanks for ruining my trivia question Yeah, you're welcome you're welcome
0: my favorite uh, kill i guess if we had to pick one was the guy stuck to the fucking door <laughs> with the arrows <laughs> i thought it was cool she closed the door there he is everything else was a a, a gut slash a throat slice you had the axe to the head which was a pretty fucking close second mm-hmm. um and then of course the arrow and i think we've talked about that at nauseum um but yeah it, it was the uh arrow in the door for me i like that one so, with all that said, any final thoughts on Friday the 13th, the 1980 original?
1: Again, for what it was meant to be, its purpose all that, I feel like it satisfied what they were going for. True, And the fact that it created a horror franchise, you have to give it a credit, you have to give it a nod. Unfortunately for me, the movies really didn't take off until the second film, until they really got Jason in the films. Uh, What really got me is the writer, Victor Miller, never intended for Jason to be a killer. He wanted Jason, if there was ever going to be any sequels, or especially the first movie, he wanted Jason to be the victim and to be the person they tell the stories about. You know, he didn't want Jason to lose that innocence. And they took that away when they did the sequel, so he wasn't ever happy with the sequels.
0: Well, that's what happens when you're a writer Mm -hmm. and not an executive producer.
1: They obviously made the right decision because Jason worked.
2: Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Comments on Jason coming out of the water at the very end. uh, It was
0: a jump scare for jump scare's sake, and it left the door open for a sequel. Tom Savini's makeup work is top-notch as always. Um, I could take it or leave it. Was it a dream? I think so.
1: I felt it was a dream as well. You know, I go back and forth on it because they never really say... Between the first movie and the second movie, where Jason was during the first movie. He was helping his mom. He could have been helping his mom. He could have been just living out in the woods. This 10-year-old kid living out on his own for his woods. Why he would never come and say, hey, mom, I'm right here. You know, come take me home, any kind of thing. He'd just living out in the woods. Some people think that the death of the mom somehow revived him and brought him back to life. But if that's the case, we don't really get into the whole mystical stuff until later on in the series. Right. Do right. you, uh, either of you have a favorite sequel?
0: Uh, yeah, the fourth one.
1: The fourth one. Is that the, the final, cha- the the final, final chapter?
2: chapter? It's been too long. It's been yeah.
1: too long. I was going to go with the final chapter as well or the new beginning. I do like when they started ending that or when they created that unstoppable killer, you know, that he just comes what? back with a lightning bolt
0: oh that's number six was oh, that number six yeah because yeah. number five it's not even jason
1: that's right it's the farmer guy it's it? the
0: ambulance driver. ambulance driver they they pull a, uh, a they pull another book out of halloween because yeah. yeah. the third halloween mike michael myers isn't in it yeah. so
2: uh i had one other little tidbit that uh that had nothing to do with killing the uh, crazy old coot who's standing in the pantry when they open up the pantry door <laughs> what the hell is he doing standing in the pantry
0: And how, and what did he walk that whole, or he rode his bike and then, and then he went and sat in the pantry just for the hell of it. Whatever. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we're just going to chalk that up to the eighties. Um, all right. So normally this is where we would give our rating, but we have one more movie to talk about.
1: Did you know a young boy drowned here? He was my son. And today is his birthday. You won't believe my parents' Kevin. Here we are. Very nice, huh?
2: do
0: Hey, I'm not from around here, but I'm looking for my sister. She's gone missing.
2: Jane she missing. She's dead. People go missing around here, they're gone for good. There's something
1: on there.
2: You gotta get out of here. Come on, you guys. Oh my god.
1: This place is called
0: Camp Crystal Lake.
1: Jason
0: and today is his birthday
1: the 2009 version of Friday the 13th the budget was 19 million and it actually brought in 93 million so by my thoughts and my calculations because you know I'm just the math whiz and going by ticket prices and inflation I feel like the first movie actually did better than the second movie even though the second movie made more money There was a kind of a bigger score for the first movie, percentage-wise.
0: Yeah,
2: maybe. I remember that the first movie, when I saw it in the theater, the theater was packed, and it was uh, a very popular movie at the time. And so I uh, I, I I, I would concur with John that I think that the first one, fiscally speaking, is more successful than the second one. The second one, you already know what you're getting. The first one, you didn't know yeah so the remake was
0: made for the today fans or back in 2009 Mm -hmm. fans released on september 3rd 2009 friday the 13th the remake was directed by marcus nipsel story by damian shannon mark swift and mark wheaton stars jared palicki daniel panabaker what what is it
2: Padalecki. one more time Padalecki. yeah
0: those guys and it's about let me guess camp crystal lake and jason voorhees
1: did you know the origin of the? K- k- k-
0: mama, mama? Yeah, it was the uh, composer of the first film. Mm-hmm. That took the was it kill her mommy and <laughs> kill kind her of mommy. yeah and kind of just played with it a little bit and that's what we got.
1: Yeah, a lot of people think it's. Ch- ch-
0: k- k- oh yeah, it's one of those things that's always misrepresented, yeah. right? And and actually, the the theme changes for every film. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you see this in the theater, professor?
2: I did not. The first time I saw it was last night.
0: Uh, comic book guy, did you see this in the theater?
1: I believe I did.
0: Yeah. Uh, I saw this in the theater. Uh, took Keenan and a couple of his buddies, and I, I fucking dug it. Uh, I was kind of happy. Though going into it i was a little apprehensive because it was made by platinum dunes and platinum dunes is run by michael bay and they had just done the uh, texas chainsaw massacre reboot so you know anything that has michael bay's name on it i, I tend to sway a little bit but i, I in general I, I i enjoyed this one
1: professor why don't you tell us the plot of this movie
2: On June 13, 1980, a young Jason Voorhees watches as his mother, Pamela, is beheaded by a camp counselor who is trying to escape Mrs. Voorhees' murder spree around Camp Crystal Lake. Almost 30 years later, a group of friends, Wade, Richie, Mike, Whitney, and Amanda, arrive at Crystal Lake on a camping trip to search for marijuana growing in the woods. That night, an adult Jason... Kills everyone except Whitney, whom he captures since she resembles his mother at a young age. Six weeks later, Trent, his girlfriend Jenna, and friends Chelsea, Bree, Chewy, Nolan, and Lawrence arrive at Trent's summer cabin on the shore of Crystal Lake. Meanwhile, Whitney's brother Clay Miller arrives at the lake to search for her. Clay visits Trent's cabin and Jenna agrees to help him search for Whitney. As they search, Jason kills Chelsea and Nolan while they are wakeboarding on the lake. Clay and Jenna search the old Crystal Lake campgrounds where they see Jason hauling a body into the abandoned camp house. Jenna and Clay run to warn the others about Jason, who arrives and disconnects the cabin's electricity. Jason kills the rest of the youths until it's just Jenna and Clay left. While trying to escape Jason, Clay discovers Jason's lair and finds his sister chained to a wall clay frees whitney they find an exit but jenna is killed before she can escape jason corners clay and whitney whitney confuses jason by pretending to be pamela then stabs him in the chest with his own machete clay and whitney dump jason's corpse into the lake but before they leave jason bursts through the wooden dock and grabs whitney end movie all
0: right so that's the 2009 sounds a lot like the first one or at least the beginning
1: of it does the first the second the third the fourth they threw a lot of movies into this one
0: yeah well i mean we'll we'll, we'll get there we'll get there was there anything I say i asked you first last time was there anything about the remake that you liked john
1: i do like that they combined several movies into one uh, because they're, you know, the other movies, you know, sequels. You've watched the other ones. They kind of stretched out for a long time. This one, they put into one. They also tried to make Jason more realistic. They made him territorial. That if you come into his territory, he's going to protect his territory and take you out. He made. They made him. Yeah, you know, a little more believable in that he would run after people, not just walk and catch up with them. He was actually using tunnels that were obviously from people who were growing the marijuana. They had built these tunnel system underneath. He was using them to get ahead of the victims and catch them up. So it's more believable that, you know, Jason can catch someone who's running away instead of just walking slowly after them. So I liked how they kind of built that up. How about you?
0: I liked the fact that they gave us the backstory Uh, from that awfully boring first movie in like two minutes Uh, i like the fact that they combined the first four movies uh into one and we moved along in the progression Uh, i like the style of it i like jason in this he was big hulking and intimidating uh and when you think friday the 13th you think jason and i know like we said earlier blah 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 about the first one but this one if you were to watch the first friday the 13th movie not knowing anything this would have caught you up right away and it could have been you know it ends like the first one and like all of the other horror movies and we could get more sequels but this is what introduces us today to the jason character that we kind of uh, have always known and love now there are tons of people out there that uh, compare Jasons and which one was the better. And I know that Kane Hodder was the favorite, and this, that, and the other. But I did like this Jason, and uh, I like the Kills. I Played thought the by Kills were Derek
1: Myers. I believe is his name. Is that who it was? Derek uh, Myers. I'm sorry. Um,
0: I like the Kills. I thought they were inventive, and you know, overall, I, I had a fun ride with a horror movie that was called Friday the Thirteenth.
1: One other thing I want to throw in is. You know, you watch the original and you don't know what to expect. You know, you're talking about that fun horror ride. Going into this movie, you knew exactly what to expect. You expected a little bit of plot, kind of a crappy script, but a lot of gruesome kills. So pretty much people go there just to see the gruesome kills. And when you know what to expect and expect a little, you tend to get a lot more. What do you think, Professor? I thought that this movie looked
2: head and shoulders better than the first one. It looked so much more polished. The, uh, the, the camera work looked a lot richer, and I really enjoyed how they uh, had this long open in the beginning, and as I'm watching it with my son, he says to me, so who do you think is going to survive? I go, none of them. They're, they're all going to die. And then uh, initially, that's what uh, we were led to believe, and it's not until much later in the story that we realized that one of them were spared. But I have to say that having that open and we get invested into all of these characters and then all of these characters are gone, it's, it's sort of that uh, psycho approach storytelling where we have Vivian Leigh being killed in the shower and like, wait, what? no, she can't. She's, she's our main character. And then she's gone early in the story. So to have the investment of all of these characters and then they're all killed early on I thought that was really refreshing because that made it show who is boss. It is all about Jason. And I really liked how Jason was introduced in this movie. He is such a rich character showing you know that he is a slashing, killing, iconic machine.
0: Yeah. Did you know that the opening was twenty three minutes long?
1: It even didn't. Be- it didn't feel like that even before you see the title screen.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the opening. Twenty three mm-hmm. minutes long, and the movie's only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So, but I did like what they did with it. Mm-hmm. I did like what they did. Uh, what I didn't like about it, it wasn't at a camp. It was at a resort house, which now leads me to ask the question: How is this gorgeous house? in that area and we've never seen jason before
1: what else did you not like
0: uh i wasn't a huge fan of the characters uh the couple of um uh i like jared palicki and danielle prudebaker i even almost kind of liked the guy who was a dick clay and i couldn't wait for him to die but all the other characters were throwaways even the guys in the beginning and it was so kind of clicheic. that was about it what did what you didn't like
1: Some of the things I didn't like, first of all, in the beginning, the Pamela Voorhees had nothing on the original Pamela Voorhees. Um, She just seemed like some crazy woman. You know, we didn't get any character development on her at all. We didn't get anything on her. She's just, boom, she's dead. So there's not much to that. And we know that there's a boy watching her getting decapitated. And I'm thinking, she's of killing these people because of her son dying, yet he's been watching her do this the whole time that story didn't really work out for me.
0: It's the same story as the
1: first movie. I know, I'm just saying, but that that part of it, working that into this movie, if you hadn't seen the first movie, if you didn't know the original storyline, it's a hard pill to swallow. Okay. That here's this book. Because in the second one, you don't know if it's a dream sequence or not. You don't know if he was alive or dead or if he came back to life. The second one, or the remake, you know he's watching it. You know he's alive and he's re-watching this whole thing happening. The, I agree with you. Really bothered me, all the throwaway characters. No investment in them all. I felt like in the first movie, there was a little bit more investment in the characters. Even though they weren't great characters, these ones were just all throwaway, except for Jared Padalecki, uh, Jenna his or Jenna and his sister, what was her name? Whitney. Whitney. Those three are the only characters that seem to have any little bit of substance, although we really don't get to know Whitney very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the other things that... Uh, you know, that bothered me, the super long machete. What was the point of the really long machete? He didn't need this super, I mean, this just giant machete compared well, to other things.
0: Who are you to tell Jason what kind of machete he needs? What kind of pretentious asshole are you?
1: I feel like he's overcompensating.
0: What else? What else didn't you like, sir?
1: Again, not a lot of substance to this movie. You know, we all we really have, that was even a good storyline, you could kind of get into was the idea of, you know, Clay trying to find his sister. There, That, you could get into a little bit. I didn't like the idea of them giving Jason a prisoner. Jason doesn't take prisoners. At least that's my Jason. Doesn't take prisoners, even though she had the locket and she kind of looked like his mom. Jason doesn't take prisoners. He doesn't keep people alive.
0: Well, you are wrong because he did in this one.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, just, I, I didn't like that storyline. I know. Story So I thought that was a little odd.
0: Professor, what didn't you like?
2: I thought that the characters were very, very flat, and they were just fodder for the uh, slaughter. And I thought that um, the characters uh, were just there for the sensation of, how's this person going to die? And how's this person going to die? And how's this person going to die? So you know the 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 water skiing. Do you guys either? one of you water ski? I've tried it once. Have you? No, I, I haven't either. But um, I suppose that if I were, I'd probably be topless too. Yeah. Well, if I was water skiing, there there is always that, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, the uh, the the arrow shot from the shore to go through his head on a moving boat. Yeah. Wasn't, and wasn't moving, but go on.
1: Oh really? The boat was still. He was turning it around to come the towards boat her. The boat was moving. Oh, was it? I but, thought he I thought
0: he had stopped to turn around to see her. I guess he... But I felt like my he, mistake.
1: Was, he was going straight at Jason at that point. So the arrow shot would have been a little bit easier. And if you think Jason's been out in the woods so long, maybe. Then it, hit, it hit him in the back of the head. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: Which pays homage to... I look at you because I'm pretty sure he may have seen it but a long time ago.
1: I can't remember. Part three
2: and then uh and then and then we have uh uh and then we have the girl oh uh willa ford yeah willa ford she was a singer once upon a time wasn't she yeah 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 anyway and then she's underneath the dock and then oh sure enough there goes the machete right through her head and i saw it coming that that's exactly what it's going to be okay uh and then just everybody okay i'm going to be off by myself and then i'm going to die and you know uh when we had chewy you know out there in the shed. Okay, He did get out of the shed, but, you know, as soon as we see Jason come out and grab the double... And yes, he does. Of course he does. And then right after that, he's up on the roof. Of course he's up on the roof all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just, my God...
0: It's a horror movie, dude. Exactly. You're just just supposed to have some fun. It's a horror
2: movie. And and that's what all those deaths are about. Because if you enjoy those movies, that's what's all. How's he going to die? How's she going to die?
1: Can Can I I bring up one more thing that kind of bothered me in this movie? And it's the same thing that bothered Michael Bay. I understand they're going to put teenage sex or going to put sex in movies, things like that the length of them and, and the amount of them made almost the feel like the gratuity of the sex it made it feel like a softcore porn movie a little bit it did a it little bit it was a little overkill on that all right well when
0: you two are done being prudes then we can then we can talk about it
2: and what about the whole tunnel system man that tunnel system i didn't get that as a vibe of the of drug dealers because it was cluttered with knickknacks and chuck keys and 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 trinkets and jason 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 built those yes he didn't build the the tunnels of course he did
1: no the uh the origin of the tunnels is that it was a marijuana growth area I never and that got tunnels, tunnels from that from the story. It's actually something that's happened in real life is that marijuana smugglers will build tunnels so that when people come in and they find the plants and things like that, they're hiding underneath in the well, tunnels and they can actually get things to different places. So I got the feeling and from what the writers have said is that those were already there. Jason took them over. Oh, well, I could see I, that, too. Either way. But, I mean, if if the writers are saying it. Then, but did you catch way. that some of the trinkets in the tunnels were call-outs to other movies? Oh, yeah. Like the wheelchair was yep. from a movie where he killed a paraplegic. There was the sweater of Pamela in the mm-hmm. in the tunnel. So it was a lot of, like Don was saying, those are trinkets that Jason had collected. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I, I I was completely surprised to see Whitney alive. That 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 just did not belong in the story, that 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 he would take a prisoner. I was
0: surprised too because in the beginning, when her, her and her friends are attacked, right before we get the credits, he lunges after her. Right, so I just right, assumed right, she was dead. Right, so right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of things not to like, and there are a few things to like about this film. If you like the horror genre, um, which one was your favorite kill?
1: I go back and forth a lot on this one. And I know you're you're going to say the reason why I like this movie. But after the boating where the guy got shot in the head and the girl gets hit by the boat, she goes under the dock. For me, it always, my gruesome kills or my best kills are the ones that make me go, oh, crap, oh, oh shit, was the knife coming through the dock, which was expected. You know, she's going to get caught. She's going to get killed somehow. But then when he lifts her back up and takes the knife out of the dock and her head hits the top... That, just to me, was just gruesome. That was a really nice touch. Yeah, just a dunk. Now, Don will say it's because... Oh, you
0: guys are pervs. You got to
1: see the boobs, and... Well, there's nothing wrong with boobs. Uh, I'm a big fan, but it was actually that whole donk when she hits the top of the, the that, dock.
0: That's funny. That's funny. Do you have a favorite... Or, I'm sorry. Did you have a memorable kill?
2: Not necessarily. I mean... Uh, I, I wasn't expecting the arrow in the head. I was totally expecting the uh, the the machete the machete through her head, you know, in, through the dock. I totally expected the axe throw, which we got. I was not expecting to see uh, clay uh, on the back of the the, the truck, the tow truck. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. It's like, oh, all right. Well, see you around. So, uh, not necessarily. But I will say that that something that something else that bugged me was was when we have the uh, Jason's uh, uh, lair is uh, being discovered by uh, by uh, uh, Jenna and uh, Clay. Clay, right? Mm-hmm. Jenna and Clay, and and then Jason's coming back in a, in a body, and then he and he he flips that that switch. And he turns on the electricity. Oh, so. Jason pays his electric bill. Yeah,
1: there you they, go. They explained that earlier on in the movie. Some kerosene had gone missing, and that's what he was using to fuel the generators.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. the kerosene was being stole, stolen from the barn. Yeah. Where we got that dude.
1: The stoner dude. <clears throat> uh,
2: speaking of that guy, I uh, I thought for sure that he, he was going to end up going through the chipper. Oh, so did I. Why didn't that happen? I oh they didn't
1: oh that could have been my favorite had they done that
2: yeah see and and that's where i was kind of sort of going a little bit if it's anybody
1: like, deserved the chipper
2: it was chip so anyway it, I, I don't really have a favorite or a most memorable it was i found myself looking at my watch a lot there's still f- 30 minutes left. what's left to do what else is there oh my gosh Again, horror film.
1: Is this what you would call, Don, a clock watcher?
0: (laughs) Uh, This one? Yeah. No, well, Ken Ken would call it a clock watcher. I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I I was having fun with it. Uh, My favorite uh, is uh, a tie between two. And what I do is, me being me, whenever I'm watching a movie, I try to put myself in the position of a character or the protagonist, antagonist, whoever. And when in the opening kills, when he takes the lady and puts her in a sleeping bag
2: why the effort on that
0: and hangs her over a fucking fire what the heck i remember watching that in the theater going holy shit and again they're kind of paying homage to i can't believe i can't remember if it's four or five or no it's not four uh, five or six where he takes uh two bodies and sleeping bags and pounds those together right but this one to to imagine yourself being cooked alive in a fucking sleeping bag horrific so i got a kick out of it but then watching it again last night and i hadn't seen it in years but in the garage when chewy gets it with that nail and how slow jason puts it into his throat and it goes all the way up and he starts gurgling and spurting up blood and then he sticks him on the fucking door those two were fucking gruesome and they were fucking dope so those are mine
2: yeah i, I just didn't understand he goes through a lot of effort you know, for his kills, specifically the sleeping bag one, because, you know, okay, he's going to hoist him up over the fire. That's a lot of effort, but okay.
0: Uh, what else do you want to say about the remake? Anything?
1: No, I think I'm ready to move into some comparisons. Let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Looking at the 1980 version and the 2009 version, do you feel they're comparable?
0: I think this one has a better story. I like the element of Clay looking for his sister, because I think in a lot of these films, you have your kills and you have the in-between right and i think it's the in-between if the story is good and it keeps moving you along or at least entertained it it moves along better the first one the in-between the kills it was fucking boring Mm -hmm. right i mean it was 80s camp and maybe back in the day it was cool but going back and watching it now it just doesn't hold up so it's fucking boring the in-between of this one at least had a, a coherent story that kept moving us forward with Clay trying to find his sister. So I think, yeah, they are comparable. And I think that the remake had a better story than the first one.
1: Going back to a previous movie that we've looked at evil dead Two, We coined, or we didn't coin the phrase, but they kind of coined the phrase requel, which is basically a remake remake slash sequel. That was apparently the original intention of this remake was to be a requel. It was supposed to be taking the first movie Doing, you know, taking it, combining it with the first, you know, four movies, making it a sort of remake slash sequel to lead into new movies. They actually had a, another sequel planned for this, the remake got scrapped, unfortunately, because I would have liked to see where they were going to go next and if they were going to try to reuse any other, you know, storylines or go in a completely new direction. But I feel like, the, you know, it, it's somewhat comparable, but I don't know if I'd really call it a remake since it's not really a remake of the first movie. It's a remake of the first four movies. That's a re- It's
0: a reboot of the series.
1: Yeah, so I call it more of a reboot, I think, is a better term than remake. Reboot, remake, I think yeah. you're kind of splitting hairs but, to a degree. But I will give them credit. I mean, once you know, like for the first movie, again, like I said earlier, once you know Pamela is the killer, you can't remake a movie and have her be the main killer for the whole movie because you already know it. It would have been kind of cool to do a remake where this time we see from her, you know, her vantage point, her viewpoint of her stalking all of the people and killing all the people. But do we really want to spend an hour and a half watching her Pamela be the killer? Well, that's Or do we what want we got Jason. in the first one? All right we we but, did we did in 1980. But I'm just saying her, you know, seeing actually her in the first movie Kind of, you know, her vantage point would have been kind of cool.
0: Then go back and watch the uh, 1980s version because
1: that's what it is. But we don't see. We just see through her eyes. We don't see her motives. We don't see all of that. We don't see her going into the cabin and hiding under that bed for that particular reason or hiding in the shower or we don't see physically her. She actually didn't show up until the last 10 days of filming and film the beginning that's why all the other scenes where you see the killer you don't see her face because she wasn't there on set at all she wasn't needed
0: yeah it was her point of view so she's the character that's I'm, what we see it through i'm
1: just trying to say it might have been nice to see from a different vantage point okay i thought that uh, as you were talking
2: about it, a remake if you will i looked at it more as that this is a reinterpretation mm-hmm. of the jason storyline this is this is why jason is jason We went and we took elements from the earlier story and they're reinterpreted to work into a somewhat semi-plausible story for the creation of Jason. And I I think it is stronger, a lot stronger than the first one.
1: Which of the two movies would you say had the better script?
0: Well, I'm going to have to go with the second one because the first one was dumb and the second one was dumb, but the second one was less
1: dumb. Ken, do you have a preference of which was better written, which had the better script? I think I would probably go with the second one. I will agree with both of you. I would say uh, I liked the fact that they combined the first four movies into one movie and actually gave it a little bit more of a storyline. There's Uh, more substance to it. Yeah, there's definitely more substance. So for me, I'm going to go with the 09 version as well.
0: All right, so how about this?
1: Which one had better characters? I, I liked the characters from the first movie than I did the second movie only because I had no investment in the remake and I was just looking forward to them dying.
0: So you liked the original cast better.
1: I think there was more development with them. Okay.
2: Interesting. Professor. Uh, 2009. I like those characters more than, than the originals. I will agree with you
0: because I wanted the characters other than Palucky and the other chick. I wanted them all to die in the first one. I didn't you're agreeing care. with me or agreeing with ken? i'm agreeing with ken okay 2009 and at least in the remake we know that trent's a dick and we want him to get it we know that Chewie's the comedic stoner him and his buddy and we have our token black guy who doesn't die first i you love know, how I think he think called out
1: that he was the token black guy yeah
0: yeah he he, he called it out Palicky and the sister and the, the writing
1: el- was stronger too it, it
0: was a, a little a little bit stronger um stronger i'll use stronger loosely but Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. better so yeah i'm gonna go with the characters from 2009
1: what about soundtrack which of the two movies do you think had better music
0: 2009 the 1980s soundtrack was annoying they clearly ripped off jaws and it was just i mean it seemed pretty basic to me so i'm gonna go 2009
1: and i know it's just gonna give you another reason to hate me But I actually go with the 80 because it reminded me of Psycho and and Jaws. But I love that style of music. I felt like the 09 version really didn't even have much of a soundtrack. That's what I liked about it. So when I go with which one had a soundtrack and which one didn't, I got to like the first one better.
2: Professor? I found the the, the music to be probably a little bit more... uh, memorable in the first one only because we hear the music when killing is happening.
1: Which one of the two movies would you say had the more gruesome kill? Stop it. Is this even really a question? The special effects from 1980 to compared
0: to CGI and special effects in 2009. Mm-hmm. I guess if you're a movie purist, you could go with the arrow scene, which was kind of cool in how it was done. Very good. But I'm not 2009
2: machete to the head. Come on, that looked pretty good.
0: And um, the fucking burning up in a sleeping bag the, and the bear trap and the, yes, the yes. beheadings and the, the nail and the arrow and the getting stuck on the fucking tow truck.
1: Okay, so you're saying yeah, oh, 09. Yeah, totally. You're saying 09 as well? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Please disagree with us.
1: And I I I honestly do disagree because I like Tom Savini's arrow through the neck. You know, it looked like Kevin Bacon's neck with an arrow coming through it. So. No, it didn't. But go so that's on. That's just I'm just how I feel. So I, okay. I go with the eighty on that. Of
0: course you do. Uh, okay. Here's one for you. Who was the better villain? Since we had two separate villains in each film, Pamela or Jason, Professor? Jason. John.
1: I'm gonna have to go with Jason in the uh, the O nine. I
0: agree with you. Jason was clearly
1: the better villain of the two
2: a godless marauding killing machine
1: which one had more suspense or tension for me i would go with the 1980 version only because i didn't feel like there was any suspense or tension in the second one what about you
0: uh the second one the second one because there was no music and the slow pans and kind of the fake outs every once in a while i even jumped a couple of times in the second one
2: yeah i I think i would go there as well the uh the uh, the ambiance or, or the atmosphere, if you will, of the 2009 is uh, much more stylized uh, when we're underground. Yeah, and, and the, uh, the 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 setup, given uh, the the menacing size of Jason taking up, you know, the uh, the entire passageway. Uh, when we have uh, Whitney, is it her mm-hmm. scream? Is her scream is wonderful that she gives down there being chained up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You really felt for her very silence of the lambsy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to, if you're going to take uh, pay homage to a film silence of the lambs, not a bad film to pay homage to.
2: But in general, I thought that uh, neither of these movies had very much tension. Sure. Sure.
0: And, and it's, and kind of like John said, we, we know what happens. We've seen it before, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah. So uh, another trope in horror films is the final girl. Uh, but with it being 2009, we'll go ahead and say that Palicky was the final guy. Uh, which one did you like better? The final girl from the 80s Alice, or the brother and sister from the second one, the remake?
2: I think I'm going to go with the remake. I, I I do like Alice at the end in the bed talking to the nurse and the police officer. But I also, uh, I don't know. I, so you're
0: picking a 2009? I, I, I think so. Wait, is that a yes or a no?
2: Fucking commit, Professor. Fine, fuck you, 2009. Okay.
0: For me, I like the 2009 uh, Survivors better too because I was more invested with them as a character all the way through the movie. I I didn't really care that Alice was the final girl. She didn't really do much for me. So 2009 for me.
1: For me, I'm going to have to give it to 09 as well. Uh, If we want to look at kill count, if we want to give any points for kill count, do you know how many uh, kills were in the first movie? 10. And, And Professor, how many kills were in the second movie?
2: You know, if we count the kills that Jason does, it's 13, but overall there are 14 kills.
1: Yes, there are 14 kills. There is one extra death that they mention, but you can't really count it as a kill. So I agree with you. It's 14 total. They do mention that Mrs. Miller died of cancer, but we don't count that in the uh, final count. So for that, the point goes to 09.
2: I want to ask you, which final di- uh, ending did you prefer? Jason as a boy coming out and grabbing Alice or Jason as a grown man coming up through the dock?
0: I am going to go with Jason coming up through the dock because I was more invested in the characters. It just played better to me. And what they did is kind of like what they did at the very beginning of this film, the 2009 remake, Uh, right before we get to the credits, he rushes Whitney, but we have, we assume that she died. Mm -hmm. we had no idea that she was taken prisoner so in this one they do the same thing he comes up and just as he is about to grab whitney we cut to black so they're kind of playing with the notion of what happens because i mean uh clay probably just falls back into the water or something we don't know what happened but as far as overall effect i like the 2009 one better what about you
2: i think i like the 2009 one better as well so, are we ready to rate this bitch?
0: I love that idea. Uh, professor, how do we rate our movies?
2: We have a rating scale of one to five. Five stars, if you will, represent a movie that you've just walked out of and you're saying to yourself, I'm ready to see that again right now. You're ready to watch it immediately. A one is a movie that you've said to yourself, I'm not going to see that movie again. I have done what I am supposed to do, I've watched the movie. End of story. A three is somewhere in between yeah you're gonna watch it again maybe you even own the movie Sun some, someday and what's a zero a zero is you are pretty much letting people know around you that somebody owes you two hours of your life back
0: all right uh, I'll go first with the 1980. Uh, Not much I can really say that we haven't already said. Uh, We've talked about what we liked, what we didn't like, and, you know, it was made in 1980. It really started Friday the 13th on its journey of what it would ultimately become. Would I want to watch it again? Probably not. So for that, I'm going to give the 1980 version
2: a one. Do you own a copy of this movie? No, I do not. Do you own a copy of this movie? I do not. Nor do I. What's us go next? Professor,
1: what would you give a rating on this one?
2: For the 1980 Friday the 13th, I mentioned earlier that this movie had a significant fall from grace, that I had a very stark realization that this is a movie that I had a very, very different uh, expectation in my head of what it was going to be. And the more that I watched it, the more that I thought this is a horrible movie oh my gosh so uh in general i i think i gotta give it zero stars wow you want two hours of your life back well it's only an hour and a half long so yeah you know what fuck you you owe me an extra half hour mr Trujillo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh you know what professor put it on my fucking tab
1: all right bud that is i think our first zero i think it is in Any of our scores, I think it is
0: all right, Jonathan.
1: Uh, you know what, Don, you and I don't agree very often, but I'm gonna agree with you, and I'm actually gonna give the first one a 1.0. My reasoning being, once you know who the killer is, there isn't much reason to go back and rewatch it, and it's a crappy made movie. For a low budget, you got to give them some credit. You know, they did a lot with a, with a low budget. And Tom Savini, what he did with the movie, is great. But there's no reason now to go back and rewatch that movie because you know Jason's not going to appear. You know you're going to want to watch the sequels where Jason does appear and is the main character. I have no reason to revisit it. So I'm glad I saw it. But I, I have no reason to ever go back and rewatch that
0: movie. So you gave it a 1, I gave it a 1, and Professor gave it a 0. Correct. All right, 2009, bitches. John.
1: I have to give some credit, to because you know me. I love Easter eggs. I love looking for things that I might have missed the first or second time, and they purposely snuck things into this movie to make you rewatch it, to make you want to see it again. You hear about, oh, wait a minute, that was there, or... There was something in that movie. You know, they hid the Necronomicon somewhere in that movie, or what else was in the tunnels? So there is some value to rewatch it, but I don't have any plans to rewatch it anytime in the near future. You know, if it comes on TV, might catch a little bit here and there. So for that reason, I'm going to give this one a 2.
2: 2.0. 2.0. Professor? I thought that this movie, as I stated earlier, uh, looks a lot better than the original i also uh expressed uh some satisfaction with the uh the atmosphere that we have in some of the movie uh you know specifically the tunnel uh, the tunnel stuff and such and uh it was uh an interesting twist to find whitney alive i i that that completely surprised me oh she's alive in general it was very pedestrian uh, in its tension and uh, the creativity of the kills were uh, modestly entertaining if you will and I would probably give this movie a one there you
1: go
0: I found the 2009 remake fun it looked great the kills were cool the characters sucked the plot was followable i really really dug the fact that they combined the first four movies that way you just kind of get caught up to speed right away with what and who jason is did it have its problems yes did it have its fun moments yes would i re-watch it again probably if i have to watch a friday the 13th movie if it's not freddie versus jason it would be this one And then I would probably watch the fourth one. I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and watch the fourth one and compare those two on my own. But for that reason, I am going to give Friday the 13th, the remake, a 2.5. Halfway in the middle.
1: Okay. That's reasonable.
0: All right. So we were taking these points to see which movie uh, score-wise came out ahead. I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to say it was the 2009 version because we all gave it higher scores, which means we liked it better. Do you want to know how close it was? I don't give a shit who won.
1: The 2009 version did win. Uh, We each scored it out of eight points. For Don, you gave all eight points to the 09 version.
0: Because it was a better fucking film.
1: Ken, you gave seven points to 09. You gave one point to the original. I was actually a little bit closer. I gave five points. To the 09 version and three points to the original so really it comes out the score if you wanted to keep score everything the original got three points the new version got four points shocker, shocker. but anyway that that's how it all worked out i do want to see you know when we have movies that are a little bit more comparable how close those scores get
0: yeah well i am still a firm believer that whatever film you like better as a film per our rating system, is going to be the film that wins. I'm not saying that you won't like other aspects of the other film that we're comparing. I'm just saying, to me, it just makes more sense that if the film we gave a higher rating to would be the film that we would watch.
2: So, that's just me.
1: It'll be interesting to see if it works out that way all the time, and you may be absolutely right. I'm pretty sure that I am.
2: Well, I kind of look at it as a little bit like a recipe. You know, the different ingredients that go into it, the overall composition, once it's all put together, how well is it put together because of all of its ingredients? Oh, look at you making a chef reference. Well. I love you, Professor.
0: And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Three Guys in a Flick. Make sure you tune in next week when we take a leisurely
1: stroll down to Elm Street. Hey, John, where can they find us? They can find us at our website, threeguysanaflick.com. They can find us at any popular or unpopular or even haunted podcast hosting website. They can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I think we've buried this thing everywhere all right so i
0: like that uh thank you to our one true listener and anyone else who has tuned in we hope you've enjoyed the show go to your favorite podcasting app and give us a like Uh, it helps us out and follow us and share us with your friends for three guys in a flick i'm don i'm john
2: and i'm ken thanks for listening
1: Edit, future, edit, 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 edit. Something. That's what I fucking gotta do all the
0: fucking time. Edit, edit, edit. Okay, shut up.